Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the podcast where we rewatch and recap uh, episodes of television that we really enjoy and tell you how we you could use some of the ideas in role-playing games. I'm your host Jeremy Vine and today I'm joined by my guest Elise who has never turned up to a wedding or snuck into a wedding that has then been attacked by a horde of balloons. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I have not, not yet. Um, I will continue to hold out hope uh, that yeah. one day that uh, that dream becomes realised. Some someday. Uh, today is the episode <laughs> the way we're talking about uh, the fifth episode of Motherland Fort Salem, uh, which is Bellwether season. It's directed by MJ Bassett and written by Joy McKean. This is the episode where the unit travels off base for the high society Abigail's cousin. Rael throws herself into a relationship with Scylla, who, unbeknownst to Rael, faces an impossible choice. Abigail becomes disillusioned with her privilege while amongst the notable Bellwether line, and Tally gets hit with two life-altering revelations that change the very fabric of the unit. This is a big episode. Yeah. It, it is a very big episode. Um, that synopsis covers quite a lot. Actually. I know, right? It was really um, useful. I can't remember where I got yeah. it, if it was IMDb or someone <laughs> just added to it. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to steal yeah. that. Yeah. It, um, it really sort of hits all the nails on the head. Yeah, it's it's almost. So I mean, what's the point of us talking, really? <laughs> no, we've got no reason to actually be doing this podcast, except we're funny and we we like talking about our girls in the unit. We, sh- I sure do. Yes. Oh, I, I like Very talking about them can. too. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And we like arguing about them. We do. Well, actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say that silly is not part of the unit, so it's oh, <laughs> we don't argue about the unit. We argue about Scylla. Yes, yes, I would agree. She's not part of the unit. But when I say I like talking about our girls, she is very much part of that for me because I love to talk about Scylla. Yes, yes, um, you do. Well, this is a big episode for Scylla too. I feel that this is the one where Scylla really becomes more of a main character. Like before she was kind of antagonist a little bit. She was part Mm. of the the show, but she wasn't the... Mm -hmm one of the the viewpoint characters and i think this is really where we see that change i mean even though the fact that she was the first character we got introduced to i feel that this mm. is the show this is the episode where she comes into her own yeah yeah i'd probably agree um i mean i obviously very much enjoyed her and liked her before this episode but yeah definitely um i mean yeah it's a massive a big step for what happens in the episode for her so yeah um yeah and I mean, it kind of changes how the show is. I guess everything to do with the characters too, like what they're facing and what what they're gonna gonna come across um, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, definitely. I, like this episode, I feel of this season is the one where everything changes. Yes, which is good for um, a halfway point of the first season. You want things to definitely yeah have had that build up. This is kind of that turning point in a campaign where the villain is finally revealed. Which is funny because the villain in this show. Well, you know what? This is a spoiler-free podcast, so we're not going to say who the villains are <laughs> or when they show up. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, though. Like in the in a in a D and D game or something, it would definitely be whether the villains revealed or um, you know maybe there's a death of a character or. Um, you know, that this is where you enter, finally reach the town you've been traveling to, and learn. You know what is kind of ahead of you for the rest of the campaign almost yeah yeah it's like the mid well it's the midway point of we've got Mm. through all the build-up and now the real story begins yeah 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 which is it's good it's like the scene and now we're into the um 
Well, we're not into the end game yet. We'll get there. But let, <laughs> let's get into it because this starts off with, mm-hmm. I like that they've had a good day for once. That they've um, kind of been working as a unit and then things don't go well because they clash, as they always do. Yeah. Inevitably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is kind of how they go. That that Ray's complaining about War College and Tally's realizing Garrett's, you know, just going through the book that um, the Byron mm-hmm. gave mm-hmm. Ray in the last episode. Yeah, the co- codicy. Yeah. yeah. And I... But she's still into him, though. Of course. She's Tally. Tally's... Yeah. Yeah, Tally has a big heart. <laughs> she does. Loves with all her heart. Yeah. And the um, the upcoming wedding, the Abigail's cousin uh, mm. that the unit has been invited to for a number of reasons, mainly so mm. I guess Abigail can show off uh, the fact that she's mm. a good commander and Ray wants mm-hmm. to bring Scylla as a plus one. Of course. <laughs> and Tally's all like, is, is Garrett going to be there? I wonder if Garrett's going to be there. It's like, just... I mm, Tally has a good heart because I feel that like Garrett does not have good enough dick for her to be that hung up on him after one one time. I know, but it's like it's been her only dick. That's true. And <laughs> and apart from knowing that he used the codices, he is very sweet to her with her, very sweet with her. Um, so yeah, to someone that's you know naive and has not really been exposed to, I guess men and how they behave and act and speak i guess it's you know he seems like such a sweet sweet guy that that's to be honest seems quite hung up on her as well apart from the fact that he's using the codice yeah it does feel like he used the codice to get her interest rather than use the codice to trick her into liking him it's like all the things that he said exactly all the things he said to her are what he believes and feels but he feels like he wouldn't have been noticed by her unless she's in that same frame of mind. So he's like, hey, this is the thing to get. This is his plumage. This is him mm. doing the yeah. the mating That's dance um, to oh. be like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And then he's like, oh, I, I'm really into you. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Did not expect that. Yeah, I feel like he was, yeah, I feel like he was surprised. Um, but I feel like, and I don't know if he actually says this or if he says something along the same lines, but she she seems to be kind of a breath of fresh air for him. Yeah. Um, out of all the women that he's sort of dated and known, because she's she's so different. She doesn't run in his circles. Um, you know, she's come from a matrifocal community, so she would be so different. Um, so I feel like that's what's really like once he does have her attention, he's realized actually you're I'm super into you. You're pretty cool. That that really tracks because he was friends with Abby. Like their families mm, go back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's he would be the the high society guy. He'd know all these people yeah. like Abby. And yeah. Tally is so very different from anyone he would have ever mm-hmm. encountered. I mean Rael is as well, but he's not mm. interested in Rael. No. Which yeah. Don't know why, but <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not interested in him either, so that may be it. He can oh. sense that there's just like a big wall mm. up. Yeah, true. But it's an interesting conversation because there's just a throwaway line that um, that Abby has when she's talking about how important the wedding is or how important the, the reception and the ceremony is, where she says, my mother and all my fathers will be there. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful little bit of world building because it's thrown away and no, not really explained. Yeah, yeah. I really like, I feel like a lot of that happens throughout this show is it's not, we're not treated as an audience 
very dumbly, I guess, yeah. <laughs> for want of a better word. Um, you know, things are, things are dropped, little hints and clues are dropped and they just hope that we pick them up. And if we do, we do. And if we don't, it's fine. They don't, they don't go into crazy explanation and, you know, they don't spell it out for us. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy being treated with as an intelligent audience, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and I also think it makes it almost more mysterious. They just you just give them that line, and if you pick it up, oh, you know, pick up on it, you're like, all oh, my fathers, like what? Yeah, how many fathers what does that you mean? Got? How many? How does it work? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really that was that was cool. And the delivery is fantastic because it's not drawn attention to at all. Mm-hmm. It's like you only pick it up maybe yeah. on a, a second viewing, and that's tricky to do with a role-playing game speaking as a game master of throwing out these little bits of of information because most times players will look at you and just either be completely blank or go what's that are you like well your yeah. character would yeah. know but now i've got to explain it which yeah yeah totally yeah and i think that's why a lot of people choose like licensed products and why they exist in non-homebrew worlds and things like that because then if you've seen the marvel movies and you're going to play in a marvel superhero universe you don't need to explain who iron man is everyone's seen iron man that's true everyone already knows how the world works who the heroes are who the villains are yeah that's true yeah which oh well but that that's just kind of a world building thing but our girls continue to argue um but Abby puts her foot down and just says, you can't bring Scylla. That's that's it. So Ray naturally yeah. storms off to go see Scylla. <laughs> um, I mean, look, it's fair enough of Abby to say no. I mean, yeah. technically Ray and um, Tally are her plus twos, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. And now Ray's wanting to bring someone else as well. So definitely fair enough of Abby. Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, no, please allow Scylla to attend because... I'm sure that would be wonderful having them there as a, as a couple at, for a wedding. Um, so, yes, right, go off and find Silla, please. Now, <laughs> I'm more than happy to jump on board that. Well, they go have a chat and they t- they're they wandering through their woods because that's usually what oh, they do. Stunning woods. Oh, my goodness. The lighting in this show is just to die for. It is. It's amazingly well done. It's, I feel it's really mm. – it does feel a little bit orange, a lot of this show feels orange to me, which kind of fits because every time I think mm-hmm. of New England, it just feels like New England in the fall and the orange sun of sunset and yeah, the, the yeah. leaves falling. Yeah. So, yeah, it tracks for me. But yeah. they're, okay. t- they're talking about running away mm. um, and saying, look, let's let's just get out of here. We can go AWOL. We just won't come back. Um, and Scylla tells her about the mo- her favourite place in the world, which is a beach and a lighthouse, which... Um, Seems to be near where the where the ceremony is going to take place. Yes, yes. Um, and convinces um, her, look, we can go to the wedding, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna go. We'll just run. Mm. Um, which um, yeah. It also, I think, Scylla talking about how that is the only place or the last place she actually felt safe. Yeah. Um, like obviously, we've learned that with Scylla not everything she says is the truth. Hmm. Um, but all that stuff that she's saying to Ray about feeling safe, that all rings true, um, I think. Um, so it's kind of like Scylla's opening up to her a bit more as well. Um, and there's this beautiful moment. Um, <laughs> stop me whenever you want, Jeremy, because I could gush about them all day. No, 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 keep um, going. There's this, beautiful moment, <laughs> there's this beautiful moment where they're joking about running away to the lighthouse and living there. And Scylla um, picks up, Rayelle and sort of spins around um, sort mm-hmm. of while they're laughing and 
and then they keep walking. Um, and um, fun fact, unscripted, um, Amalia um, decided to to do that in the moment and they kept it in. Um, because which it's adorable. Just, it's so adorable. And also, like, neither, Scylla doesn't look, she's not a big, she's not big, she's not, she doesn't seem strong. But, and I know, I know Taylor, um, you know. Yeah. Taylor Hickson is tiny, but um, she does it. Amalia does it very gracefully. So it, um, yeah, it's just a lovely, a lovely little touch. It's, um, it's well done. There is a connect. There's a lot of chemistry between the two of them, which is just so necessary yes. in this for to buy this relationship and this passion that the two of them have. Hundred um, percent, definitely. The chemistry is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but I don't think. Um, I don't think Scylla, like Scylla, I think. Um, Rael's saying, I couldn't get you invited. And Scylla's saying, that's whatever, that's fine. You go to the wedding and then we'll we'll run away or whatever sort of our escape plan yeah. later. I, I assumed it was kind um, of like, you go to the wedding, then after the wedding you sneak off and meet me here. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, again, feel free to stop me, Jeremy. There is this <laughs> this line um, that's said between them. <laughs> um, well, I, think, I think we all know what my favourite part of the episode is. I think we will, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where um, Scylla says, don't not go to the wedding. So don't not go because of me. And because Rael's saying, I don't want to go because you're not invited, right? And so Scylla says, don't not go because of me. And then um, Rael says, I like doing everything because of you. Don't not go because of me. I like doing everything because of you. And Aww. I feel like it could be taken in one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it can come off come across as a little bit like, you know, I'm obsessed with you. I need you in my life to feel happy. You know, kind of thing, which is a little bit. Eh. But I took it as before Scylla. I mean, before Scylla, Rael was going to commit suicide. Yeah, basically, you know, suicide by by army. She had she felt like she had nothing in her life. I mean, like poor dad, but she felt like she had nothing in her life to live for. And I feel like that line, her saying. I like to do everything because of you is now actually saying more just that she's finding joy in things because still is in her life. I mean, I could just be reading right into that wrongly because I'm such a hopeless romantic at heart. No, um, I, but I always, that line just resonated with me. I really loved it. I think that's exactly the correct reading of the line that she has found, <laughs> that she's not found a reason to live just so she sees Scylla. It's just like, oh, you've reminded me that the world can be happy again. Yeah. That there yeah. is joy in everything mm, that I just did not mm-hmm. find joy in before. Mm, I know. It's so, it's, oh, it's just so nice. I love them. I, feel, <laughs> I love that. I really feel that Ray's grief just is not delved into enough. She does not get the therapy that she needs so very, very badly. Oh, they all they all need therapy. Yeah. Tally not as much, but the others definitely need therapy. Yeah, I was just about to say, Tally, Tally's doing pretty good so far. But, um, yeah, definitely, I know. They need to, yeah, I feel like it needs to be like, um you know, training session for training session for the army and then therapy session and then training session and then therapy session. Yeah. Well, Tally, um, Tally just needs a hug because her mum is kind of like just abandoned yeah, her. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like she's finding her family in the army. I mean, that's true too. Well, that's what you yeah, do when you, you turn know, 18. You go out and you find your world and you find your tribe and you find your new family. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, um, we'll keep going with the scenes because you will gush even more about. There's a lot of Ray sorry, and Scylla yes. in this episode, and we we got to get to it. We got to get to it. But yeah, this is yeah, when true. it's a big episode. But please go, please go for it. This is when Ray gives Scylla the um, the the bird skull brooch, the um, 
I guess, the protection charm that her mother used to wear, which... um, Yeah, along the same lines of the protection charm, yes. Yes, and Scylla has the great line of calling it uh, sexy weird. Um, I wanted to give this to you at the wedding, but I figured we could be fancy and hang out here too, right? This is for you. It's perfect. You like it? Sexy weird. <laughs> like us. Yeah, that it is. Yes. <laughs> so throwback to, I think, I think it was, was it episode two or three? Maybe episode two um, where they're walking, Silla's taking um, Rail off to see something in the woods, in the creepy woods. Um, and Rael um, mentions that she thought necros were weird and Scylla says, you think I'm weird? And then Rael goes, oh, like sexy weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like try, the whoops, trying to, trying to backtrack what she's saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really smooth, like that throwback. Smooth, right? um, yeah, super smooth. Yeah, I like that throwback to that line. Um, but, yeah, Scylla says it's sexy weird like them, yeah. um, which is really cute. Um, and also it's a really cool, like, corsage kind of brooch thing. Um, like, it looks cool. Like, it's, yeah, this this little bird skull it, it and looked, flowers. and It must have been me because I thought it looked incredibly out of place. It looks yeah. too big. It looks too big for her. It looks like this massive almost pendant that, or um, like, a, a, well, like well, one of those big gold watches or like a huge gold chain around her neck. And it's like, that just does not match your uniform at oh. all. Okay, I didn't, wow, okay, yeah, I definitely did not feel that at all. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's like, that's really interesting that you thought that. Well, see, I, I wonder because the, <laughs> I it, it is cool. so out of place compared to the uniforms. Like the uniforms, like we later on see Scylla wearing her uniform, like her dress uniform, and she's got the brooch as well. No, I know, but I don't think, I don't think it was, I don't think it's meant as a protection charm. Like it, I thought it was meant to be, I wanted you to come to the wedding and you were going to wear this at the wedding. Right as just like a, an adornment, but you can't come any, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Mm. That, like, that's how I took it. Like it was more just a, a thing to, to pin, you know, during the wedding kind of thing. But either way, awesome. it's, a, it's a cute gift. Well, see, that's, I actually, um, I like that it doesn't match the uniform because the uniforms are so yeah. very much about regiment and about you have to follow the orders and you have to do mm. what everyone else is telling you. And the bird skull, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I think it's a wren. Anyway, the brooch doesn't fit that because that's more of a natural i've put my heart into this i this is something yeah that's true uh, this is something of nature not of humanity yeah that's true Mm. so yeah it's right that it doesn't match with the military because it's not meant to it's about them and them being outside the military for sure yeah uh but scylla then does a little bit of more magic and puts like kind of a spell scar onto Ray's hand like she kind of inscribes super sexy the way she does it too just the the tracing on the hand which then raises this scar Mm. up and then she can speak into it and Ray will always be able to hear her or Scylla will always be able to hear Ray yeah see I don't think it's I don't think it's a transfer of audio I think it's just I could do this on my hand and you'll see, say, the S appear on your hand and you'll know that that's me being like, hello. Oh, so it's... Like, I didn't take it as... I didn't take it literally as I can... Like a walkie-talkie. So it's kind of like just the poking on Facebook where they used to have. 
Yes, I think it is just kind of like that. Yes. <laughs> that makes it even cuter because it's just like, poke, thinking of you, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, that's what that's what I think it is. Um, so, yeah. And it, I mean, like, it's kind of creepy, but I guess it, again, fits, you know, like adding a scar to your girlfriend's hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you think about it like that. Well, it's like getting a tattoo. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, true. True. Um, but yeah, like so, so cute and so sweet. Yeah. Um, so, and what, one thing that's interesting is that um, I didn't necessarily think it myself. Um, I did see this as a, as a theory after the episode, but um, I saw people suggesting that the reason Scylla did this, like she did it with an ulterior motive and that's that so that she can always identify Ray because obviously the previous episode, she was, she was hoodwinked by the spree wearing Ray's face mm. Um so this was almost like an anterior motive that if she has the S sort of scarred on her palm, Scylla will always know who the real Ray is. Oh, that, that um, totally tracks. But it, it tracks. I mean, I, I like to more just disregard that and think of it as just a purely romantic <laughs> gesture. <laughs> no. um, but I was like, that's a really cool, I was like, that that definitely makes sense. Um, and that was a really cool thought I, I, uh, when I read it. I, I am less forgiving of Scylla, but... That's a cool <laughs> thing for the, I, that tracks with her personality that I've seen so far. It's like yes, it it can be both. Mm. It can be this romantic gesture that she wants to to do, but it's also like I don't trust anyone else, so I'm giving you this gift, mm. which doubles as a way of me determining that it's actually you. Mm. But I, I think yeah. it was more. I think it was more the romance aspect over the other one. It's just that's an added benefit for her. Like, she wasn't planning on doing it until Ray gave her the skull brooch. Do you think? Well, maybe. I feel like she would have done it sooner. Because, I mean, she... If, um, if she'd been planning on doing it beforehand. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I took it as I'd been planning this. Here I, you know, here you go. It, I didn't feel like it looked like it was like, oh, on the spot, I'm just going to do this. I don't yeah. know. I guess we'll, we could ask someone, but we won't. Uh, afterwards, we see <laughs> Scylla returns to her room and the balloon in the mirror is mad at her because uh, she couldn't get an invite mm-hmm. to the wedding. And she just goes, get an invite. Just, just you're going to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. bring Ray to them at 6 p.m. It's like, why 6 p.m.? What the hell's going on at 6 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I, I can't find the balloon in the mirror threatening. It's, the music is great. They've got this amazing strings thing for the spree, but mm. it's a balloon and it's in the mirror. It's yeah. like, oh no, the mirror's no, gonna I look know. at me. <laughs> I guess I guess for me, yeah, in the mirror I don't find it as threatening. Um but yeah, there's I mean it depends if you want to cut this out or not because it's a spoiler, but later in the episode there is you obviously a lot more balloons appear mm. in the real world, not the mirror. Uh, and I found that actually quite intimidating when, when they appeared. No, that, that so. was scarier. That was scarier because I knew what they could do. Like the balloons in the real yeah, world okay. facing people, that's fine. A yeah. balloon in a mirror is just a balloon. And trying to pretend that it's talking to yeah. you is <laughs> a little bit ridiculous. It's like if they had someone in yeah. a mask, that would be scary. If they had someone in a balloon mask... Totally. That would be scary. Totally. The fact that it's just yeah. a balloon. Or just don't have a face. Yeah. Like, just don't have a face. Like, they write, you know, they write on the mirrors if it's fogged. Like, just continue with that and just have no face and it's just a an empty room or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. I honestly feel it's like, well, there, there's stuff we don't want to reveal and we haven't cast people yet, so we're not going to have a, a contact for her to talk to. Possibly. And I guess it Possibly. does it does t- tie in with the later scene in the episode too, so. Yeah, that's true. Which we jump, basically yeah. after this, anyway. we jump straight to the wedding, which um, mm-hmm. works because this is going to be where most of the action is for the episode. And we see Petra Bellwether, uh, Abigail's mother, mm-hmm just kind of greeting the high-ranking guests. And I don't think, I'm trying to remember who they are, if it's an admiral or whether it's a couple more generals and it's just senators and, you know, higher-ranking people. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a server carrying drinks all the way through and, like, passing things out, but then puts down the tray and, oh, my God, it's Scylla. <laughs> she used her, her face, <laughs> face mask of many faces to, to change into a server and get in, which is why it's even more annoying that there was such a big deal in the last few uh, few scenes about the getting Scylla an invitation because she doesn't need one. Yeah, but A, they don't know that. And B, until Scylla had that message from the intimidating balloon, she didn't realise that it was imperative that she be there. So yeah. she was just like, okay, cool, whatever, Ray's going to go to this wedding. Sweet. But then she obviously was to, ordered that she had to go. So... Like, I think that's that's the point is previous, you know, until then, they she didn't, A, Scylla herself didn't know she had to be there. And the others obviously don't know Scylla can do that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more. That's just. It's- oh, no, wait, 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 wait. No, sorry. I've mucked up what you've said. I see what you're saying because you're saying the spree, she doesn't need an invitation because the spree know that she can just use her face, yeah. different face to get in. Yeah, 100%. You're correct. And the fa- just wipe out everything. I, I, just- <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that, you know, if she gets caught as Scylla because she snuck in under a different face, then yes, that's a problem because she ends up get kicked out. Mm. She doesn't need to change. Which I guess it'd be much better for her if she can hang out with Ray all the time as herself. But if they just want her at yeah, the wedding, yeah. she doesn't need to look like herself. So the invitation well, is kind of a they benefit. Want her to, yeah, but they want her to take Raelle somewhere. So she's going to have a lot more luck convincing Rael to go somewhere as Scylla, as sexy Scylla yeah. than, than this rando. Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't have to reveal herself this fast. This, this feels like a thing for her. Like she could have stayed the server yeah, all through true. the evening. That's 6 PM true. comes. She just like goes behind a bush, changes back yeah. to herself and goes, Hey, <laughs> Hey Ray, yeah. I snuck in. Let's go. And, yeah. so, and Ray's yeah, not going to, Ray's not going to argue with that. She's just going to go. 100%. She, yeah, she would totally run off. Yeah, yeah, so the fact that she sees the yeah. unit arriving and just goes, boom, and back to me in my dress uniform is like, no, no, I want to hang out with my girlfriend. That's true. Yeah, and wearing the uh, the skull corsage as well, which is very yes. cute. Um, yeah, and Abby's is so angry oh, to see so it. she's <laughs> so pissed. I love a- Angry Abby is standard Abby, but I still love to see it. Yeah, yeah, she, she does it so well. Um, yeah, and and she also um, is, I guess, trying to talk to Scylla and warn her off um, and tell her off, I guess. But um, then I guess she sees a person of importance. Just just <laughs> someone slightly important, the head of War College. Yeah. Yes. Is it the dean? Yes, the dean of the War dean College. Of War, something. Yeah. Yeah, so she has to uh, has to... Go off to her uh, to speak with yeah, them. Yeah, speak with her mother. And um, speaking with them, she then calls the unit over and is just like, hey, this is my unit. And Ray's like, and this is Scylla. And Petra's, oh, <laughs> Petra is pissed. 
She's yeah, just like, I know, I love it. But she can't say anything because she doesn't want to look like she has no control. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I know, I love it. And also I feel like Ray takes great pleasure in knowing that it's pissing Petra off as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a definite move by um by by Ray. <laughs> uh, but the Bellwethers mm. head off. They're, you know, mingling. They're talking to people and... Mm. Um, Ray and Scylla immediately plant a ditch. They're just like, yeah, let's get out of here. And Tally's just like, mm. well, well, I guess I go and find more guys. I've got nothing to do. My two best friends, my only <laughs> friends in the world have just ditched me at this wedding where I know no one. I, was like, I know. I feel so bad for Tally. Know. She's so cute, though. She's wonderful. And she's in the dress uniform. And we know how <laughs> we feel. I feel about Tally in dress uniform. Um. Yes. Look, yeah, you can take her in the dress uniform. I'll take her in the, the tank top and gloves from the training session. I'm not saying that's great, not great as well. It's just, I don't know, something <laughs> about the, the high-cut collars. Um, but Petra's trying to, to set Abby up with a guy, which is mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, I, I guess this is kind of what the weddings are for in this universe, that they are about joinings of two two lines of witches families yeah, and that's sort of yeah. what you do at the wedding because you're always going to be in the military and not going to ch- get a chance to see each other at other events so at the weddings mm, you mm-hmm. mingle and you try to to make a match yeah mm. which i kind of like i like that's a little bit of uh what i did like is the the wedding procession itself that it's in this big spiral mm. of everyone kind of coming down and lining the path dead into the the middle of the spiral where the ceremony actually takes mm-hmm. place. I thought that was a really cool look. Yeah. Yeah, it was so so different. So, like not seen anything like that, you know, to to break from the tradition of normal weddings. Um and it's just it was just so cool with the guests as you've said the guests lining up and making this path I guess for the couple to walk through. Um and there's there's possibly is it stones that make the spiral on the ground? Yeah, I think it's stones. Um I don't know, but there's there's this real sort of um connection with nature. Um and similarly, um, I think they, you know, obviously they get a a cord wrapped around their wrists sort of to connect mm-hmm. them. And there's this this massive sea like conch, I think. Um Water, however you pronounce yep. it, that's filled with water. I'm assuming seawater, and it's poured on them. And it's just, I don't know, I just love all the little details like that. That's just really sets it apart and really sets up the world building. Um, and it just, I don't know, just the Elliot Lawrence, the ideas behind everything are just amazing. Yeah, it, it. it really feels like there is a marriage guide. There's a marriage etiquette book that has been written for this universe mm. based on what you see. I mean, it's yeah. not just, yeah. this looks cool, so we're going to do it. It's like, no, the conch has significant meaning, and there's a reason why they do it. And mm. I think that's that's really awesome. Um, what I also particularly liked about it is that they mentioned that it's a five-year contract, that this is the the binding mm-hmm. of them together for five years to create a child, but it becomes a contract. And it's like, and after five years, that's it. We're done. You yeah. can go for another five yeah. years. do whatever you want. But there's no yeah. need for – it's like they need to have as many children as possible to create witches and i think that this is when we start to realize why abby said my mother and all my fathers because her mother had a a a partner for five years and then got another partner for another five years and then another partner Mm. for another five years Mm -hmm. so there's been a number of different people helping raise abby over her lifespan yeah i know it's really cool it's a really cool beautiful idea you know and it harkens back to that it takes a village to to raise people i guess um um, but I also really liked the fact that the, me- they, the mention of the contract and for five years, 
like, you know, the winning for Chavel and whoever this guy is, they may be interested in each other. They may like each other, whatever. Um, but it kind of, the fact that it's a contract kind of takes away a lot of the romance. And I find that, like, this world is all about, or especially the military, is all about, um, like, it's, it, you know, I think we mentioned it in the, the Beltane episode or maybe previous one where it, it's all about sex. Yeah. And, you know, love doesn't come into it and romance doesn't come into it. It's just kind of like sex and procreating and breeding. Um, and, you know, this contract, I feel like it really sets apart Ray and Sila's relationship because they're in love or, you know, whatever. Yeah. They, you know, they're not about procreating. They're not about whatever. They've just, they're fighting for this, for, for love, whereas everyone else is just kind of, you know, contracted to to make a child uh, i don't know it just i feel like it really sets it apart um, makes it stand out and it, you know it does it's just interesting that in this world it's not love is not the norm no it kind of makes it this clinical thing it makes this this regimented thing very much like the military yeah that they're set up as mm. we need children because you will breed true and have witches so you two are a good breeding pair we're going to put you together for five mm. years and see what happens yeah. And the fact that Ray and Scylla, I mean, I, not to put it bluntly, can't breed, theirs yeah. is something that they want. And I feel that that's a little different from Beltane, actually. I'm going to disagree with you there, that Beltane is that opportunity for them to find somebody who they do feel love and attraction for. So that's the point of the real, that you come together as that's when you find your connections. Because outside of this time, yeah. you're not going to get to. You're going to have to have this this I, decided yeah. this uh, this chosen connection for you. Yeah. See, I looked at on Beltane as more like the last, the physical attraction. Um, you know, those sort of connections, um, as opposed to. I mean, obviously, Rael and Byron don't have a physical attraction. Yeah. You know, so they were put together. You know, for the emotional sort of connection. So I do, I do see that, but. Yeah, I, I did kind of think of it more as a as a lust and a physical thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, maybe you are maybe you are right. I, I mean, know. it can be both again. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's whatever the person needs at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also going to point out that of course Tally cries during the ceremony because <laughs> Tally is yeah, Tally is the woman who cries at every oh. wedding, and I love her for it. I know, but she's so precious. Is... I feel like I would have cried as well. Oh, also, please don't skip over the other moment that happened during the wedding. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, Scylla and Rael obviously are standing next to each other watching oh, yeah. and they both look quite taken with the wedding and the, the romance, or not the romance, but, you know, just the, the the fact that these people are binding themselves to each other and, um, you know, there's a beautiful, they glance at each other, there's a beautiful heartfelt longing glance um, and, you know, um, I think Ray sort of stretches her fingers out and takes hold of Scylla's hand um, during, you know, the actual ceremony uh and it's beautiful and i will um not let you skip over that, that is, <laughs> i must point it out it's lovely it is kind of <laughs> it's interesting that the three of them get the these moments the tally is there gonna cry by herself and ray gets mm. her moment <laughs> with Scylla and getting to connect that way and abby mm. sees a cute guy and is like sup <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Abby definitely knows what uh, what she needs. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and this. Well, then we go to the reception after the ceremony because mm -hmm. that's what you do after a wedding. Mm -hmm. And 
this is kind of where I want to talk about that weddings are this great opportunity for role playing when you when you're in a role playing game because you have mm-hmm. so many NPCs for people to interact with and mm. just having anything happen at a wedding makes it it's a great location for adventures to occur in if you mm. want to do something like so the bride's necklace has been stolen you've got to get it back because it was a family heirloom <laughs> if you want to do some mm-hmm. sort of underhanded shady espionage dealings a wedding is a good place because everyone's got to mingle and come into contact with people they might not normally deal with and mm-hmm. it's it's mm. all these opportunities because of course then you get cornered at the buffet by a great uncle who just wants to talk about a business opportunity in the in the wheat <laughs> business like well how does the play how does the character get out of that and it's mm. an opportunity for mayhem and chaos and i love it it's so much fun to set things at weddings yeah, definitely. And it's also it's an opportunity for the the DM to introduce some of their, I guess, if they're running their own world, like a homebrew, some of their lore and their traditions and cultures um, into how the wedding runs. Um, and it also reminds me, speaking of mayhem at a wedding, mm. I remember a game, a certain someone ran for us. I don't um, know who that where would be. <laughs> I, think, I think the bride was... Um, I don't know the spells, obviously, I don't understand any of that sort of stuff, but someone was um, shapeshifted as the bride or something, um, and that was revealed. Uh, like, we were doing everything we could to get the bride to the wedding, and we get her to the wedding only to realise that she, either she wasn't um, who we thought she was, or they, who she was marrying was not who she, you know, and there was a face, you know, face change reveal, yeah. kind of like Zilla. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind and of. you know, yeah, you're right. That was um, that was a great, a great sort of surprise and reveal for for us players. This is a game that I, I run pretty regularly, and so I know it off by heart. And it's one I really love. It's about, <laughs> it's essentially the comic version of Romeo and Juliet, where there's two mm-hmm. two houses both uh, alike in iniquity, where they're <laughs> basically mob families, and the two daughters, the scions of the clans, have fallen in love, but. You know, one of them is mm-hmm. going to get married off to somebody else. So a friend of theirs says, hey, how about you kidnap her? And um, we go to the wedding stones and we get them married anyway. Except he's planning on taking the other girl's place with this face changing spell mm. and then killing them both and taking control mm-hmm. of the whole criminal empire. And it is wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I stole it from another adventure that was written a while ago, but I like to give a little bit to it and i do recall when you guys did it there was a moment where you elise asked mm-hmm. the the girl that you kidnapped do you like mm-hmm. the person that um do you like the person that you're going to go get married to this this other girl and i paused for one moment too long and like just as while I was thinking up the answer and you latched onto that like is everything okay and it's like is the sex good and <laughs> Again, I just paused that one moment too long and suddenly it was this whole thing of, well, we've got to go and teach you. We're going to go get you a proper hen's night. It's just going to become this whole thing. And again, it became chaos. That's right. It was That was so funny. I totally latched onto the, and I think you played it off by, by acting as if you weren't experienced enough. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let me take you under my wing. I will teach you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was um, that was amazing, and possibly where we where we first came across the um, the phrase the rambunctious coconut. Oh yes, the rambunctious um, coconut has uh, come up a number of times <laughs> since then. <laughs> um, anyway, love it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, definitely weddings, as you're correct, are a fantastic opportunity in um, 
in D and D or other yeah. other games. And this is this is no exception. I mean, there's a reason why it happens. Just emotions are heightened at the at the wedding. And Abby going through mm. this this reception finds I love this as well that she finds um, Ray and Tally at the buffet table just scoffing food. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's awesome. It's so funny. It's so teenagers at a wedding. It's yeah. like there's there's champagne going around. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stink a glass. Oh, there's a buffet. Yeah, I'm just going to eat that because yeah. I know no one, but I know the 100%. food. I love it. Yeah. All they're there for is food and alcohol. Totally. Yeah. They don't care about anything else. <laughs> it's, what, it's just this nice little moment of fun and friendship between them all. Yeah. And I think I, Even though Abby's typical grumpy, yeah. you know. Like you guys are embarrassing me. I know, no fun Abby is is the worst type of Abby that we see. Yeah, but she does spot the um the the dean of war college again. Oh no, so she doesn't. She mm-hmm. spots um General Clary, who was the That's right. the general that we saw a couple of episodes ago when um the mm-hmm. raid in I can't remember where it was was it in the Ukraine or Croatia? It was Maybe. somewhere. Either way, the raid that went really poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. And her daughter. And her daughter. Yeah. Yes. And she goes off to basically say, I'm sorry for your loss, which, oof, that's that's tough. It's like, it's very Abby to mm. do. It's like, it's a little bit notice me, like networking, but also just that, that element of that, that could have been me for Abby. Yeah, I know. I know. It's horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but then Petra intervenes and speaks with Clary about the fact that Alder is just not dealing with the spree. Um, mm, yes, and there's um, massive, I guess, undertones of between Petra and General Clary um, being very unhappy with leadership, I guess, and possibly suggesting uh, or implying that uh, maybe new leadership should be brought in. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for them... Uh, Anacostia Quartermain is nearby and overhears them speaking. Which I wonder, why is she even there? Like, where the... Who, Anacostia? Yeah, who invented Anacostia? Maybe she was... Oh, I was about to say maybe she was General Older's plus one, but General Older's No, General Older's not there. They um, could be doing that about Older. I can only assume... Well, see, this is the other thing. that The junior matrimonialist that we saw in Hail Beltane, she's the one that leads the ceremony. Mm. And it... This is my problem with Star Wars as well. It makes it feel like an enti- incredibly small universe when the same person you've already been introduced to shows up again, like almost immediately after. And it's it makes sense from a budgeting standpoint because you don't want to have to hire another actor and explain who this person is. Mm. So you get the same one that the audience already knows. But it is a little bit like, why are you here? That's not going to be... Ex- but she's a matrimonialist. Is this not her job? Is she, but she's a junior matrimonialist. It's like, isn't she dealing with the ones that aren't getting married yet? It's like, well, we know what a matrimonialist... Well, maybe it just means that she's like a matrimonialist in training. Maybe it does. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But she was... Yeah, I don't know. But to, <laughs> to me, it feels like, well, you get two paychecks this way. It's like, yeah, we're going to cast the same person. <laughs> we're going to get you for two episodes. It's fine. Yeah. You know what you do now. Yeah. I think this. it is possible that Quartermain knows uh, Abby's cousin. So they could be, they yeah. could be uh, yeah. contemporaries. I mean, surely they all run in the same circles, right? They're yeah. all high military. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone's military in this world. Nearly everyone. Mm. Mm. Now, I'm not going to let you skip over the next oh, bit. Oh, God, no. I would <laughs> never skip over the next bit. This is, the, mm, this is when Scylla and Ray get their, their dance on the... 
on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. But then Quartermain's watching, and Quartermain. Yeah, and she's not happy. No, not happy at all. <laughs> uh, and Ray spots it. Um, and yeah, and she, I think Scylla's kind of like, just forget it. Who cares? But Ray's like, no, like, I'm not going to be, you know, what intimidated or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so she um, confronts Anacostia um, and I think Anacostia says you shouldn't be here to sell her. Yeah. Um, she, and she. Ray says um, she goes where I go, she's my girlfriend. Um, and Scylla gets the cutest little smile on her face mm-hmm. when, and when she hears that um, because obviously it's the first mo- mention of, of an official term. Um, so it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um and then, speaking of adorable, then Tally arrives yes. <laughs> um, and interrupts with a, a unit unity thing, emergency that they uh, that Ray needs to go off with her about. Um, and um, Rael sort of looks at Scylla and is sort of like, "Are you going to be okay? Me leaving you with Anacostia?" Um, and Scylla's like, "Well, I'm not afraid. Like, go. I don't Brilliant. care." And I just love, I love the confident, sassy Scylla. Oh, yeah. um, it's She's just awesome. Um, and then, of course, Ray um, pulls her in for a kiss right in front of them, um, at, like a real nice, cheeky kind of kiss. Um, and, you know, it gives Anacostia a look as well before she sort of darts off with Tally. Um, and it's just very much like, huh, um, you can't really do anything about this, yeah. um, which I really enjoy. Because we're not on base <laughs> right now. You can't, you're, not in, you're not the boss of me anymore, Anacostia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See, again, I love... I love the relationship in this this episode. Those two are wonderful, mm-hmm. but it is coded so heavily as queer relationships are not accepted by the military. Like this is what we as people in in our yeah. world read it as that this is something mm-hmm. recognizable mm-hmm. and relatable for people in our world that that just doesn't track for them. Yeah. And yeah, it, it almost would have been good if we had an explanation from Anacostia prior to this as to why she didn't want them together because she hasn't given any reason before now, right? So we're left to our own devices and assumptions, um, which obviously we're going, you know, as you've sort of mentioned, you know, if we think about the traditional world we live in, that's what you sort of assume. It's because, you know, because it's a queer girl female female relationship um so it, yeah you're right it almost would have been good to have an, a proper explanation um and what's yeah. kind of a little bit more annoying is if you take that out anacostia is right that from what we we kind of know of all the details Scylla is trying to lure ray away from somewhere where she's safe and go out with the spree which is a terrorist organization <laughs> like, Look, she's got a point technically yes <laughs> Yeah, but she doesn't know that though. So no, she doesn't. You know, she like based on what she knows, she doesn't have a point. Yeah. She's saying you're messing with Ray, and Scylla kind of makes a point of being like, uh, "She's gotten stronger since we were together." Which, like, wink, wink, nudge, yeah, nudge. Due to you know, I'm assuming due to sex, charging them up. Um, but yeah, like based on what Anacostia knows, she does not have a point. Well, so I wonder because it feels like Anacostia, like Ray, is one of her unit. She's overseeing their mm. dorm. She wants the best for Ray. She's mm-hmm. trying to help Ray as much as she can. And I'm wondering whether she's gone, look, I've been in Ray's situation. She doesn't need Scylla. She needs connection with her unit. And you're distracting her from Yeah. Ray. Yeah, minimize distractions. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that Ray is incredibly powerful, it's like, yes, that may not be good for her. 
that may mean that she needs to yeah. learn control and you're pushing her too fast too quickly or too hard too fast. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta pull her back. You gotta do this. So quarter means he's just she's just shown as the villain for most of this and I can't I can't see her as that. No, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see her as the villain. I still I still saw her as quite overprotective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I think she basically says um end end the relationship or else, I think. Yeah. Um and Scylla very sassily sort of says yes ma'am, but it's like clearly being like I'm not gonna listen to yeah. you. Um and I think Quarterbanks oh, realizes it's says, not gonna happen by now too. Yeah, I yeah, I think she realizes it's yeah, Scylla's uh not uh, not gonna yeah. listen. Uh but what do you think Tally's emergency was? that she needed Ray that urgently. <laughs> well, of course, it has to be about of a boy. Course. And which boy? Well, only wow. one boy is in Tally's brain. Mm. And she drags mm-hmm. Ray over to Abby and goes, Garrett's here, Garrett's here, Garrett's here. And Abby's just like, oh, God. <laughs> just, this yeah, is and she actually, I feel, I feel like she has, when she sees Garrett, I feel like she has a look on her face that's that's more so than just oh this is this isn't gonna end oh, well no. it's more like she realizes something she does and she's like Tally don't go over there and Tally's like eh, and Tally runs over to speak yep. to him. Um and we discover yep. um I believe Abby tells Ray that by he's wearing a, a particular coloured sash or he's wearing a sash and that means that he's already engaged. Yeah. Um which and we see Tally obviously talking to him and just being enamored with him and making out with him. Uh, yeah, basically, she he just grab or she grabs him, pulls him away from the people <laughs> yeah. he's talking with, and just starts making out with him. It's like, well, yeah, that tracks yeah. with um with with Tally. <laughs> mm. And I will give and he I will give him some props. He does try to explain mm. what's going on. He does try to apologize and be like, no, I will not give him props. Thank you very much. He tries to come clean. It's not hard. Uh how hard does he try? Not that hard, like, but because ta- I all right. Exactly. If Tally grabs me and starts saying, "Hey, I want to make out with you," and I'm trying to tell her something, and she's like, "No, no, we're making out." I'm like, "All right, I guess I'll tell you later." Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah. And that she she but keeps still, trying I don't to know, tell. Like, if he cares about her, like if we actually cared about her, and you we weren't just wanting, you we weren't just wanting her for her body, like I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't give him props. I feel like he, if he really cared about it, because he knows how much it would hurt yeah. her, um, I feel like he would have made an effort, and he and he does not. So. Yeah, after, after this, he doesn't really yes. make much of an effort to tell her, which, mm. not not great look for, for Garrett Fuckboy, um, <laughs> which he kind of is. I just appreciate the fact that there was an attempt at being honest, which there isn't in most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he could have just completely not even tried to mention anything. So yeah, you're right. There was there's that slight attempt. Yeah, there's <laughs> also that element of well, maybe he assumes that she knows, um, given that she's here and she's friends with oh, Abby. Yeah, and that's... it's like he, it's difficult to believe that Abby's not have wouldn't have told her. Yeah, that's but true. Tyler's just too enthusiastic and doesn't actually get to give Abby a chance to. Yeah, yeah, that's Which, true. Well, mm. it's. <sighs> Tally always rushing in before thinking things through. <laughs> I mean, this is what she does. She, I know it's cute. Though. That's just kind of her her personality. It's great. Yeah, that's cute. Mm. But that means that Ray can Ray can go back to Scylla, and they can have the dance that they were meant to. Um, yeah, and um, 
I can't remember the exact lines, but Scylla's, Scylla's um, being super cute and being like, thanks for what you said. And Ray's like, what did I say? And so I was like, you know. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, the girlfriend thing. And it's just so adorable and so cute. Oh, my God, I love them so much. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they go off to, to have a nice dance again. And they're just, Ray is so happy this episode. She's so smiley and she's so in love. And the way that she looks at Scylla, it's just, oh, my God, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's nice when good things happen um, to Ray. She, she deserves yeah, good things. yeah. She really yeah. does. Uh, and then Abby is talking with her cousin who got married mm-hmm. um, and basically like talking about all the anxiety that she's got, saying I've got to meet the dean of war college mm-hmm. and this is such a big deal for me. And her cousin's basically just like, um, you're here and you're a bellwether. You don't need to like like show up. <laughs> you don't have to bring like the whole yeah. military garb. You're one a bellwether. This is all you need to do. Yeah, literally by having the name Bellwether, you're you're in basically. Yeah, and we get um, to see some some good backbone from Abby here because she's like, I'm more than my name. I have value in me, not just because of who my mother mm. is. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And it like it also goes to show that she she doesn't want to coast. She wants to prove herself, you know, on her own merits. Yeah. Um, which yeah is really really nice. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which um, is interesting because we haven't actually seen anyone who doesn't want to do that um yeah yeah that's so true may- maybe everyone's like that and, and she would be the most person that probably that could mm. um just coast um but yeah you're right but she's almost fighting harder than anyone to not coast um which is really interesting mm. but that does get her a bit shitty so she grabs the guy she was seeing before and goes cool i need an energy boost you got 10 minutes or something <laughs> yeah which so very yeah. abby <laughs> It's like, I just mm. need the endorphins. You'll do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I always assumed that um, charging up um, was more to do with like the work that they then had to do, you know, the magic. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like, why is she charging up before talking to the dean? Like, it's just a conversation. Um, but I guess it's more just as like a confidence boost, yeah, right? Yeah, and a stress relief. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but looking at the clock, we get. Um, Scylla eyeing the the clock over the over Ray's shoulder, and we know that it's now five. Oh o'clock. yeah, that's right. It's an hour to go before Ray's uh, yes. got to be gone, or Scylla's mm. got to drag her mm-hmm. out of the, the wedding. Uh, and well, Garrick is the worst. Um, oh yeah, this honestly, yeah. Okay, well, I, I'm again, glad you agreed. Again. <laughs> Not to, I'm, I don't want to give him props. He is being a fuckboy. But he, they've been making out and he's just like, all right, I've got, to, I've got to tell you something. And he says, I love you. And it's like, well, that's not what you need to say. And, but she says it back. And then he's about to tell her, I'm getting married. And the mar- marriage conch sounds yeah. and he has to run off and go yeah. get announced that he's getting married or getting engaged. Uh-huh. It's like he yeah. had no time. To tell her after, like between seeing her and it, she, her finding out from someone else, mm. which again mm. is no, you need to tell her. You need to tell her immediately. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and also, why are you saying like, why are you saying you love her? Did you meet her like yesterday? Oh, uh, like a week ago, probably. Like, uh, I guess, yeah. Still, but I, I don't know. I was just like, what are you doing? You use this moment to tell her that instead of to tell her. 
like start with I'm engaged, you know? Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm just like, you're, you're a fuck boy. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I do like weirdly, I feel like he does actually mean it. He does. Like, I feel like he does actually feel, whether it's love or not, but super strong feelings for Tally more than anyone. Mm. But, um, you know, so it's like he's trying to break away from the fuck boy <laughs> mentality. But I don't know. I'm just like, oh, like just, he's, this is not good enough for Tally. He's not. But beautiful, you know, beautiful, lovely Tally. Beautiful um, gazelle like Tally. It's just, it's not fair. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. and it is it is uh, heartbreaking yeah, and- to see her face when um when the engagement when is announced. Yeah, uh-huh. particularly because well, it's even worse because it's it was worse for everyone because it gets announced and then the dean of war college comes over to the unit and is like, "So this is the bellwether yeah. unit," and Tally is just <laughs> Tally is just falling apart. <laughs> I the, know. The poor girl. I know. She can't even speak. Yeah. Um, and and Abby's like, can one of you say something? And Tally basically runs yeah, off. And Ray's just like, I'm, um, Ray, I'm going to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> and Abby's left on her own. Um, and he's trying to apologise, obviously. Um, but, of course, the Dean doesn't really care. No. She's Petra Bellwether's because daughter. Because she's Petra's daughter. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. she's going to get into war college. That's kind of a given mm. which oh my god it's mm. that it shows a new light for this world as well that we've seen before how people respond to the fact that abby is a bellwether but we haven't seen how the world responds to it the fact that everybody else is busting their ass for war college because going into going mm. into the field will get you killed which is what ray wants mm-hmm. and so much mm. you know, so much emphasis is placed on the results that Petra, that Abby's just got this free pass that we yeah. haven't realised before, that Abby and the whole unit have a free pass as long as they keep their grades up to a bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as they don't just do anything crazy and flunk out. Yeah, yeah totally. And that's a huge shift because it does sum up that, yeah, if you're wealthy enough, yeah, you, get, you don't get sent out to the front line. Of this war yeah. that we don't actually know where it's happening. It's just kind of happening somewhere that yeah. has a massive death yeah, rate for some fighting. reason. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's sad. Um, Tally goes off to have a cry, which she should. She should get it out. Uh, and Ray mm-hmm. spots Petra. Mm. Um, best possible time for her. Well, Petra with a group of, <laughs> of generals and she storms up and is just like... Uh-huh. You you were in charge of my you were in command when my mother got killed, and Petra deals with it. She's fucking badass about it. She's just like I remember your mother, and I remember that she gave her life, and it was a massive sacrifice. And yeah, yeah, she it's quite masterful. And I like whether it's genuine or not. Um, she a hundred percent takes the the wind out of Rahel's sails, yeah. and she does. It's a really it's actually quite a nice moment because she's. She, you know, like she, she shows such care towards Rial and, and you know, um, doesn't apologise, but she's like, you know, obviously these things happen, but she I, she might have said her mum was so brave and, you know, whatever, and it was terrible that she died. Um, and I feel like Ray's almost like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. You know, Ray wanted a fight. She wanted a, a villain to, to hate, a, a bad person, and and Petra doesn't give her that. Um, so um, and she, Ray's kind of like, oh. <laughs> I think it's also uh, an element that Ray has always felt like the military didn't care about her mother. 
but the military mm. took her mother from her. That it, that's how it always was. Her mother went out on these tours and didn't yeah. come back, and she was yeah. always abandoning Ray. And that's how she felt yeah. the military did for for Ray for her mother too. That it's this cruel mm. thing, and it's like no, Petra cared that she lost soldiers. That was yeah. devastating for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she specifically remembers her mother. She, you know, and remembers what she was like, and she seems very, you know, distraught about the fact that she she died. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it does highlight to Ray that, you know, she um, she, people did care about it. The I guess the military, but um, yeah, yeah. which is. Yeah, it, it's a good it's a good moment. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a good moment. I feel like Ray's a little bit disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like in the in that she couldn't you know, have that fight she was sort of gearing up for. Um but I do think it is good it's good for her and I guess maybe possibly changes her mind slightly about the military. I think also that Ray has been searching for people to remember and care about her mother. Because mm. so far it's just been her and her dad who have cared that mm. her, her mother died. Mm-hmm. So everyone's mm. missing someone is kind of the point. And Ray's been going through this huge amount of grief and it just feels like everyone doesn't care. But Scylla, yeah. Scylla does. Scylla's helping her out. Scylla kind of understands because she's lost her parents as well. Yeah, that's and true. And the fact that Petra yeah. then goes, no, I cared as well. And it kind of opens up this new mm. element to, to Ray that, look, you don't have to do this by yourself, that other people understand it. Other people are willing yeah. to talk about it too. Yeah, that's true. And I think, does she give Ray a hug, possibly? I hope so. She fucking um, needs one. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, that's also probably the first, what, female around, you know, her mum's age. That, like, she probably had, hadn't had a hug from a, you know, sort of a maternal figure in, you know, since she last saw her mum, yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it was it's it was quite nice. Like, Petra nailed that yeah. moment. Ray obviously needs a moment to herself after that, so she heads off to see Scylla. Or find Scylla anyway. Mm, of course. Uh, and Abby goes yeah. to help her cousin with the new dress. The um, mm-hmm. the non-wedding dress. is No, she's in the wedding dress, isn't she? Oh, so- I think she is, but she's changing into a different one yeah. for, I don't know, Oh, no, so she needs to help her cousin out of the dress. Right, I yes. honestly cannot remember. There was something about a dress, and what I particularly liked about it yeah. was that her, her cousin was like, you know what, I'm actually glad to wear dresses again, because while military uniform might be fun for you... I look good in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just kind of go through marriage and um, make the point that, you know, this is a contract. This is them about trying to make a child. Yeah. And yeah, she's probably going to hook up with a whole bunch of other people. And he will yeah. too. Yeah. She's completely, yeah. She's completely fine with the with the contract, the situation. Um, she knows that she needs to, to have this, you know, whether you're fighting a war or having children, you know, with your contracted man, but you can do whatever you want on the side. So she's more than happy with what's going on. Um, and I think it sort of, like, it it helps Abby, I guess, realise that it's not, a contract doesn't mean the end of the world, yeah. um, but she's also still, she still it's still being hammered to her that you're a bellwether, so, you know, this is a, you get a free pass, and B, this is what's expected. And I think she's still very upset about about that. She wants to be Abby. Yeah, she wants to be Abby, and she wants to choose her own path, not be given things and yeah. told this is what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Chavelle goes off to soak her feet in the bath. Yes. and But I think she asks Abby to come back later to help her into her next dress, possibly. That sounds about right, yeah. 
Um, and Abby goes on. Yeah, and she also says that, look, but with all the reception, I'll introduce you to the Dean properly. Yes, as, that's as true. This is a soldier who is doing exceptionally well and she happens to be a bellwether mm. other than the other way around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which sort of seems to mollify um, Abby a bit. Yeah, because that's what she wants. She wants to be seen for her. Yeah. Uh, so, Tally, poor, sweet, innocent Tally, heartbroken, oh. hiding in the bathroom store, crying, uh-huh. relatable for uh-huh. a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where else? Where else is a good spot? To uh, and someone comes in. So uh-huh. and Tally doesn't want people to find her, so she hides. But it's Scylla. Yeah. And Scylla's uh-huh. talking to her balloon friend in the bathroom mirror. Uh-huh. Um, and asking for um. reassurances that once they sneak out, once she and Ray sneak off and deliver to the spree, that Ray will be safe. Which, oh. Yes. That's nice of her to ask of her terrorist organization that they take care of her girlfriend and no one else. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. Look, it's not a great, uh, it's not a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like it. I mean, it, it does show that she obviously her. It's almost like her priorities are now Ray as opposed to following orders. Yeah. Like, great, it sets that scene. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent. Having Tally see that and hear that, um, is is horrific. You know, you're literally. She is so appalled and shocked and scared seeing that. Um, and you can't help but be sort of caught up in those emotions as well. And it's just terrible. And Scylla leaves mm. and Tally's left standing there being like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, and it's also us as the audience is like, oh, no. Oh, what's shit. Like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So it's all starting to happen. It's Oh, oh my God. I mean, Everything, Tally just being so anti-spree from the very beginning. Like, she joined mm. up to stop the spree. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Tally yeah, is the 100%. one that says this. Yeah. yeah. But Scylla returns and finds yeah. Ray sitting, drinking, being like, so I talked I talked with Petra and now I'm sad because I'm thinking about my mother. Yeah. And so it's kind of a little yeah. bit like, hey, maybe now's a chance that we can go to this beach and get the fuck out of here. And it's 5.50 mm-hmm. and I need to be... Yeah. I need to get you there at six. And he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Let's just dance again. And I want to hold you and be incredibly adorable yeah. and sweet. Mm-hmm. And how can you, how can anyone say no to you that? You can't. Scylla's very yeah. much begrudgingly like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go dance. Like, okay, I guess, I, I guess um, we'll do that. Um, yeah. But Petra gets to, Petra goes to talk with, with Abby. Abby, not so convinced that the dean is impressed with her um and more that mm-hmm. that it's just the the surname which is fair and i don't think yes yeah i was gonna say i don't think petra doesn't really um like a, like assuage her fears oh, you know no. she, she she doesn't yeah like i don't think she necessarily says specifically like of course but she, yeah she's basically like what do you what does it even matter like you know you're going to go to war college yeah. and that's that. Yeah, you're going to go to war college and you're going uh, to become an officer and you're going to be great and you're going to become a general and we're going to rule the world. That's how it works. Yeah. Because you're my daughter. Carry, carry on. Good name, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Abby storms off, fed up, goes to find her cousin, runs into yeah. Garrett, who's looking for Tally, and I love that Abby's just like, no, stay the hell away from her. Just just Yeah, know. yeah, no. Yeah. Protect, protect precious little yeah. Tally. Well, she's protecting the unit as much as... 
as Tally, yeah. but it's it's very much yeah, like, this true. is my friend and you hurt her. Yeah. It's like, we were friends, but no. <laughs> no, Garrett, you're a bad person. Yeah, they come first now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because... I would have thought that Tally, after finding out about uh, finding out about Scylla, would go and talk to Ray first, but she doesn't. I thought that too. She goes. No, she does. She goes not. to find Anacostia, uh, and uh. explains exactly what she saw. And oh my god, Tally! <laughs> I mean, she's hurting. She's not making the best choices, <sighs> but she needs to trust her friends more than than the military. I don't know. Like she doesn't. I don't know. I don't. I think. I think she. I don't think I question her decision to go to Anacostia. I do go to um, Abby as much as I'd love for her to go to, to go to Ray first or Abby. But I, I feel like, of course, there's a, a member of a terrorist organization at this wedding. You don't know what's going to happen. You know that she's tricked your friend. You know, one of your sisters. Of course, you're going to go to a, a higher power. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to go to a, to an adult, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> to to deal with the problem. Um, yeah, like I, I I'm not surprised at as much as I'd love for her to go to someone else. Um, yeah, I feel yeah. like it 100. I know. I'm I'm not saying that um, she shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying that it's not the she's not thinking clearly. She's panicking that there are. But even if she, even if she was thinking clearly, what what else? What other decision would she make? She could go to Abby. She could go to to Ray and and talk with them first. No, but I. But no, at the moment, it's kind yeah, of her I, and I the world. It's like she's the only one that has information. Uh, if Scylla took her out, no one has this information. So you tell Abby too. I feel that Abby gives better advice to her than Anacostia does. Yeah, but Abby's not a, in a position of power to deal with this terrorist organization. That's true. I don't know. I I feel like even if she was thinking clearly, I feel like she still would have gone to Anacostia, maybe, you know, or Petra or someone, you know. Maybe I just don't like what it says about Tally, that she does trust in the, the chain of command a lot more than she trusts her friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to think mm. bad of Tally. <laughs> Which is yeah. nice, because now that she's told Anacostia, and Anacostia already has reason to dislike and distrust mm. Scylla... Scylla, the mm-hmm. jig's up. Um, so yeah. when Scylla is dancing with Ray, she's kind of going through all the moments they've had together and what mm-hmm. has led them to this point yeah. of, of being connected. And the clock hits six and she stays right where she is. She makes her choice. Mm-hmm. She does. Oh, my God. This, yes, very much. Yeah. What? This scene, this is, okay, I am obviously not the biggest Scylla Ray shipper. This mm-hmm. scene makes me ship them so hard. <laughs> what, like the montage? And the, the montage. And the conflict on Scylla's The conflict and, and then the choice. Pretty much that choice of, no, no, I'm not taking her. Like, I've yeah. made my choice and I choose I choose Ray. Uh, oh, no. See, it's beautiful. It, it's Jeremy. wonderful it's beautiful. because she knows Bad things are going to happen to me because of this choice, and I'm choosing it anyway. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, she could be killed. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. It's, but it's she amazing. Could and she, she could be found out. She could be hunted down. Well, yeah. 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 Um, and she confesses to Ray that she loves her, which is the first mm-hmm. time the L word has been spoken. Um, and Ray does not say it back, but she looks very happy and basically just just smiles into you know Scylla's neck while they're dancing yeah. 
and it's lovely. It's wonderful. Uh, but it's like, oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah, as soon as that happens, you're like, oh shit, bad things are going to occur. It's like, there's no way Ray gets to be this happy. It's like Tally is the happy one. Ray is the tortured, tortured, brooding emo one. Mm-hmm. Um, because when Abby heading upstairs to find her cousin finds the door mm-hmm. locked, and her cousin not responding mm-hmm. to to calls, and she tries to open the door, and magic doesn't work. And she has to smash the door down and finds Chevelle, her cousin, dead in the bath. This is, I did not like this shot. It is well done, but it was just mm-hmm. too gory for me. Yeah, it's, it's horrific, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to look. Yeah, because um, she's had it's... her throat cut, but also the voice box removed, and it really kind of lingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like her throat's, yeah, it's like it's peeled open, and she's, you know, it's it's she's lying in the bath with her head tipped back towards the doorway where Abby enters, and so you're, obviously you see every like her throat yeah. exposed and all the blood everywhere. It's it is a great shot, um, but I, I feel like it's good because it's such a shock, you know. Like Abby is so shocked, and she's literally like, "Oh my god! Like, what do I like? What do I even do?" Um, and I feel like it the the goriness of the shot hammers that home as you know something that we haven't really seen prior to this. Yeah. Um, it really does. Um, it is that that suddenness and that shocking, that visceral feel to mm. it. That this isn't the show where this yeah. thing happens, and then you see it, and it's just like, and something about the way it's shot, just this very quick, quick zoom across, or this pan over to it. It felt like we're doing this in one mm. take. We've got to make it count. Like we're not yeah, gonna we're yeah. not gonna do all these separate shots of oh my god and it's just gonna be in the four scenes so you kind of get used to it. I mean I'm comparing it with something like mm. Invincible that that I reviewed with Mike where the gore was regularly there in shot and you mm-hmm. kind of got mm. accustomed to it. This they want to go for yeah. for the shock value. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to be desensitized to yeah. it. Um, and mm. we don't even get a chance to to dwell on it, but because Abby's attacked by two of the catering staff almost mm-hmm. immediately after this. And she starts to try to use magic mm. on them and it doesn't work. There seems to be some sort of yeah. ringing noise which is stopping her from from using magic. Yeah, as she tries to, I guess, vocalise a whatever, an attack, um, yeah, she realises that her it's not whether, it be, you know, whether the sound's drowning it out and mucking up her, the way she makes her seeds or it just because you can't hear the seeds over the, the sound, the weird ringing noise, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they she suddenly can't attack them, and they are kicking her yeah. ass. <laughs> so, so when it goes to hand to hand, Abby is not as good. Well, she's not as good mm. two on one anyway. Yeah, two on no, no, yeah, definitely not as good two on one. Mm. And with with that, we go back out to the party, and we see that everyone's having fun, and then a flock of balloons starts to appear on the horizon, coming out from behind a tree. Mm-hmm. It's like oh shit, mm. <laughs> and that that. And I'm like as much. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. As much as we do joke about, you know, balloons and how they're not intimidating and they just look stupid. And um, I I did find this scene quite intimidating. You know, seeing the balloons just coming coming across, floating through the air, it really was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. It was, yeah, I thought it was cool. It was a cool I shot. think it's really well done because the music plays in with the angle of it, that the balloons are shot from mm. high above, so we see it and it feels like this threatening element to it. But also we've... Mm. We've bought into this this world now that balloons mm. in this world, when they're not on a mirror, are like these hand grenades, yeah. basically. If they pop, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And here is a good yeah. 
50, 60 of them oh, all coming for yeah. this wedding. It's like Tons of them. we know something yeah. bad's going to occur if those balloons get there. Mm. So it's really well done that you get that sense of, or you buy into it and suspend yeah. the disbelief of their balloons to yeah. make it feel really <laughs> creepy that they're, they're there. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Thankfully, Petra spots them um, and mm-hmm. starts mounting a defense, and they all join together and create a windstorm. Uh, but people start to get yeah. separated, and Petra obviously starts to panic and goes, where the hell's Abby? Where's my daughter? Uh, and Ray and Scylla get yeah. separated by it, and people start to fall over and just kind of running about yeah, frantically. Yeah, so it's like... It's almost like the, the magic kind of gets away from them, right? Like they need to keep this windstorm up, I guess, to keep the balloons away. Yeah. But it's so strong that people are literally getting knocked over and furniture's flying that it's kind of like, oh, was this the best option? I don't know. Um, I admit, I didn't realise but... that on first viewing. I thought that they were just like, cool, we'll send magic that way. And everyone else was just kind of panicking and running about and tripping over. I'm like, what? <laughs> Seriously? It's like... You're, you're fine. But it makes sense because we've seen before that when someone's training with wind on the on the campus on at college, mm. it's them on the training ground and no one else because the wind you can sort of control, but it's yes. dangerous to everyone around yeah. you. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, but basically, Tally and Ray, I mean, they kind of jump into their military training, yeah. right? And they're kind of trying to help all the civilians and other people, other guests at the wedding to sort of get inside to where it's safe, yeah. I think. Um, Which it, it's very uh, telling that Petra made this choice of there are people in the way and people will get hurt, but a lot less people than if those balloons reach us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but Petra running inside as well after her, as other people manned the defence, she mm. hears the ringing that's disabling Abby and busts into the room just before Abby gets her throat slit. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was very shocked. Like I was literally like watching watching this for the first time and just like mouth open, you know, like, oh my God. Um I don't know. I got really swept up in it and I was very much like, Holy shit. Oh yeah. You know, that it was that close to her dying. Like I don't know. I was yeah. Well I it was just really done done really There's well. so much they could have done that. Like if Abby gets her throat cut, even if she doesn't get killed, does that affect her magic? Does she then need mm, to rely yeah, on true. the bellwether name and is no longer just her herself? It's like there's a whole bunch of stuff that yeah, could happen. So point. they could have gone that route. But thankfully, Petra yeah. is a fucking badass and doesn't even need oh, magic. Isn't she? she just pulls out her scourge mm-hmm. and goes at them. And mm. I think Abby even gets a nice knife in the shoulder. And I'm pretty certain that she just then pulls it out and stabs the person that she that stabbed her. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like my respect for Abby, like just skyrocketed during this fight. Um, Cause yeah, she really just, she's just getting on with business. Um, you know, especially now that she has her mum to help, yeah. you know, obviously two against one, it's now one against one. Um, yeah. I love the fact that she just takes out the knife <laughs> and uses it. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. And they're definitely starting, they're definitely getting the upper hand of the, uh, of the assailants now. This is definitely my favorite bit. Just seeing, Abby and Petra working together as a as a team, yeah. as a family, mm, kicking mm-hmm. the ass of these these terrorists who have kind yeah. of bust, tried to attack their wedding and killed someone, killed their family as well. Yeah, which yeah. oh, love it, so cool. <laughs> uh, and I guess the the caterers realise this as well, so they 
they escape. They look like they're probably going to die anyway. Like, I'm pretty certain that mm, the mm-hmm. woman that Abby shanks um, isn't going to survive that. But they get out into mm-hmm. the into the foyer, I guess, douse themselves in petrol and light up, going, we are the spree, as the spree always does when they set themselves on fire, even when no one else is around. <laughs> um, I mean, it matches the yeah, MO. And, then, yeah. um, and, of course, now they're dead. So yeah, yeah, Abby and Abby and Petra um, finally because they've busted their their sound devices, I guess um, they're able to use their magic to um, blow them out a window into the insane windstorm yeah. that you can see outside, um, and so off they go. There, the uh, assailants are gone. Yeah, which I like that idea for, for RPGs of taking away powers that you don't, particularly yeah. when it comes to something like D and D, where. Magic users get to use magic pretty much all the time. But that's mm-hmm. their thing. And when you take it away, well, yeah. what are you? What else have you got to back up on? Yeah. And I like it because yeah. it's something that a lot of players don't think about, that if you're a sorcerer mm-hmm. or if you're a wizard who only just goes fireball, well, sometimes you need to convince the guards to let you in. You've got to have these backup options. Yeah. And, and Abby has them. That's true. Abby has her fighting skills mm. and Petra certainly I mean, does. It, it would also be similar in the fact that if you're going up against a, a, a creature or character in um, D&D that has, I guess, what, resistance to magic yeah. or something, um, you know, often you're sort of then rendered like, oh, what do I do now if you have no other skills? Um, can't, I, I can't speak from too much experience. I never go magic, <laughs> magic, you didn't have magic characters in D&D. <laughs> um, mainly, I guess, because I feel like I always want to have an option of using a weapon. Yeah. Um, and I think I guess some some magic users can use a weapon as well. Anyway, I don't know, but yeah, um, it is it is interesting that you can have this like magic dampening, I guess. Yeah. Um, Particularly in in, in, in this the world, regard, in the game. because it seems like Abby had never even considered that was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Like she's well. She's I mean, confused. maybe. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if if it has been, I guess, used before. Um, but yeah, she's very much shocked and like, what what do I do now? Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So super interesting. Mm. And the shock the shock just continues. It's it's heartbreaking because now that everything's kind of cleaned up, Chevelle's mm-hmm. mother and husband come in and see her body, and it's just, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, of course. But to, and it's it's heartbreaking um, a number of levels because it's not just the fact that her daughter has died. Like, there's that element as well. But what we're seeing so much in this episode is that idea of legacy and of family lines. Yeah. And... Yeah, carrying on the line. Yeah, the fact that women in particular are the ones that are capable of carrying on the line and we know witches are in decline. And Mm. Chevelle, prime childbearing years, her mother is clearly Mm. not. It's like her line has just ended. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's it. one witch taken out of the world. Like that's multiple witches mm. taken out of the world because they killed Chevelle. Yeah, exactly for future children. Yeah, yeah. which know. Uh, you know, it's it's what yeah. sadder that Chevelle is dead, <laughs> not not the fact that the womb no longer <laughs> works. I don't want to be yeah, yeah. Into that. But it's there are a number of levels to why this shock is there because her husband's upset too, and I feel that that's not just you know the person I was going to impregnate is dead. It's like it feels like there was a genuine connection between them. <laughs> Like the few times we've seen them. Yeah, I that, agree. They did seem to. That he's upset yeah. too. 
Yeah, I know. It's definitely devastated. Yeah, and everyone's kind of devastated Uh, here because Tally sees Garrett and he's comforting his bride-to-be and Ray shows up and is like, I can't find Abby and I can't find Scylla. And Abby shows up and she's Mm. just shell-shocked. She's just like bleeding. Oh, my God, yeah. And she's, yeah, she's got blood everywhere. Yeah, she looks... Terrible. She, she, um, a thousand and I think there. she's leaning on her mum as well. Yeah, she's just got no vacant eyes. She just don't, can't believe it. Mm. And Ray finds the, mm-hmm. the bird skull brooch and Scylla's gone. Mm-hmm. And they end the episode on that, that yeah. un- shot of the unit just mourning in, in total yeah. stunned silence. Yeah, in shock and mourning. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. This is an episode. What an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a big episode. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Well, all right, let's let's move on to to different things. Who would you pick? The, mm-hmm. the segment we do every week. Who would you pick to make into a a player character or an NPC, or who you like to see in a game? What what character would you enjoy? Um, this might be a little bit um, not controversial, but maybe just weird. But I almost kind of want to bring the junior matrimonialist into into a dnd world right. you know as an npc um just because like i can just imagine her as this character not necessarily being specifically a matrimonialist but just this character in this town that almost kind of like does everything yeah and she's always there with the information that you need and you know she's got ideas to suggest you know places you could go and jobs you could do and um i don't know i just picture as this this comical um npc that just pops up randomly where you don't expect to see them you know and you're like oh you again and she's like yes i'm the butcher or whatever and and she's just got these little bits of wisdom and i don't know i just feel like it would be quite funny um that it's like hang on weren't you just at the library that we left mm-hmm. like how did you get here like i don't know it would just it'd be pretty funny i love that idea that sounds really fun actually <laughs> just kind of I know. I, was, I didn't know if I was wasting my choice by picking just this random person, but I don't know. I just feel like I can really picture that in the game, and it would be quite. Well, amazing. that's exactly what this this segment is for. The the people that you enjoy the most. It's not wasting a choice if you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas whereas I pick Petra Bellwether. Yeah. Okay. It's like after my. Yeah, I. Mm, you, you don't. I did think about her. She's she was so cool in the fight. She was such a badass. Yeah, super badass, and I like that. As a as an NPC, I'd have her as like a patron for the for the group. Like maybe she's the mm-hmm. mother of one of the PCs who who mm-hmm. keeps going out and doing all these adventures and she's like, Well, you know what? I've got some work you can do. Go out and clear that that goblin yeah. cave. Um, but super badass <laughs> at the same time. It's like I'm just too busy. I'm too important now to do these things, so I'm gonna get my daughter to do it instead. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I think she works again as a as a player character. I'd really like to play Petra as a as a player character. And one of mm-hmm. our friends in our games, he played a gunslinger for a while. And when we had a TPK and that character mm. died, he brought his mother in as a character. Yeah, that's true. And I kind of like that idea as well. Yeah. Like this badass mother who also has badass kids, but is now like, well. I'm a bit out of my prime, but you know what? I've got to do this because the kids aren't doing it and they're too busy yeah. going off gallivanting around the world. But st- I've still got some skills. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. I, like her, I like the idea, I think, of her as a, as a player character more than a, an M- NPC. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that, that older, older woman who's still a, a kick-ass fighter 
works really well. Yeah, yeah, battle axe. Yeah. Yeah, she just got two battle axes, <laughs> dual wielding battle axes. <laughs> this cavalcade of death. So that that's episode five. Whew, halfway, yeah, halfway, nearly there, nearly there. Uh, next, join us next week for episode six. Up is down. Um, see the fallout of what's occurred at the wedding. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Big big changes coming for the unit. I'm sure. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter, which is at dnd and tv pod um email address is the same dnd and tv pod at gmail uh, or instagram at dnd and tv pod it's easy to remember but hard to say <laughs> you're doing very well i'm very impressed <laughs> well until next time thank you so much for listening everyone and may all your hits be crits bye